Her doggy made an appearance. This is your neighborhood preacher podcast, Instagram live. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, we want to respect your time. We definitely are starting at 10 o'clock. So um, it's Saturday. And uh, what a privilege it is uh, to, to be with you again. Um, we've recently been talking about who is God. And uh, I think that's the only thing that really matters. Uh, right now, this morning, we started with a lot of distractions. Uh, we got the lawn guy outside. Uh, you know, busyness. And uh, with that being said... Uh, that's life. Life gets busy, but uh, God must be the center of our focus. Yes. And and with that being said, uh, we're going to definitely share with you again um, from our heart. And we're going to share with you um, what what uh, the Lord has uh, given me to to um, motivate you, to strengthen you, and to remind you uh, of Him. So, Father, we bless your word. Father, we thank you for everybody who's tuned in, uh, those that are going to uh, see this message even afterward. Um, we thank you for uh, every hearer. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we thank you, Lord, that there's a lot of things we can see. There's a lot of things that we can hear, but your word has been established. The Bible says that your word you have set above your name. And if you've set your word above your name, that's, that's pretty big. That means that you honor your word. That means that you uphold your word. And the, and the word of God also says that your word will never fail. So we build our life. We build our foundation. We build um, our faith according to your word. So thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Thank you for this walk, this privilege, this relationship that you've allowed us to have with you, our creator. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, Raphael. Big shout out to you, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for sharing just a little bit of your morning. Um, we just want to say, uh, God bless you, that we love you. Um, we want you to know that we're here, 10 o'clock, every Saturday, uh, no matter what's going on, if the long guy's outside, if the dogs are running around, if we're feeling sick, we're going to show up. Right. And uh, this is where, we, that's right. This is where we believe that God is doing uh, a work in us and God is going to be building consistency. Uh, if you got a neighbor next to you, tell them, build some consistency, push them. Uh, consistency is the key. So uh, we're here. Neighborhood Preacher podcast. Uh, this is where we're starting, um, and and uh, let's get let's get right into this. Listen, we've been talking about who is God, and and uh, you know what? That question is really uh, a question I believe that uh, each and every person breathing at one point in their life asks themselves, "Who is God?" And I think that it is a privilege. I think it is a miracle. I think it is powerful beyond what I can explain to you for someone to be able to come to the knowledge of that question and answer that question for themselves. Who is God? We've dove into the scriptures. 
we've reminded um, the hearer and ourself that there is only one true and living God. And we've validated that in the scriptures. But until we believe there's only one and true living God, not much can happen um, from there. Because, you know, if I got uh, a Volkswagen bug and I try to take it to Mercedes, they might want to give me some pointers about my VW bug, but they're probably not going to be able to be successful. Same thing with us. Same thing with every person that is under the sun. Until we know who our manufacturer is, who our creator is, we're not really going to know how to to deal with this thing, Mm -hmm. life, our human nature, who we are. And why we're here. So I think what's important is that we answer the question, who is God? And as we've searched the scriptures, as we've really, really dove into the scriptures, we we learn from the Bible who God is. And we know that the last time that we were on, uh, we learned that that, uh, God is a righteous and a just God. We learned that uh, God is holy, that sin cannot touch him, that he's far and above and beyond um, the sin nature. We believe that, uh, we, we learned that God is omnipotent, that he's in all places at one time, that God is our creator, that he is one, that there is none like him. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's none like him. There is no opposite to him. There is, there, is, there is no other God that can contend with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and your God, the God of Israel, and, and the one who brought his holy people, his chosen people, and, and he brought the nation of Israel and, and, and the Jewish, and he brought, he brought all of those that he had called in, in to merge into one with the Gentiles. He said that he who would believeth on him, Christ, would have everlasting life, would be part of the promise, would inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Now, who is God? The Bible says that, that he is a righteous and just God. And I'm going to read some of the scriptures to you, and I, and I think, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a privilege for you to listen uh, to somebody as they read the Bible to you. Sometimes I don't even have time to read the Bible, but if somebody can read the Bible to me, um, that strengthens me. So listen, we're going to read out of Psalms 89, verses 8 through 15. And um, I'm going to try to uh, do a great job for you this morning. It says, O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty like you, O Lord? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you steal them. You calm them. You have broken Rahab in pieces as one who is slain. You have scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. 
The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours. The world and its fullness, you have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Hermon rejoice in your name. You have a mighty arm, strong in your hand, and high is your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of the throne of God. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 139, I'm going to take you somewhere here. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 139, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. You know, I want to stop there. How many people come in our life, we think that we know them, we think they know us, but they really don't know us at all. They don't know our rising. They don't know our, our, our laying down. They don't know our thought pattern. They don't know our coming and going. They don't know everything about us. But the Bible says that God... He has searched us and he knows us. The Bible says he knows our rising, our sitting down. He comprehends our path. He's, it, the Bible says that he is acquainted with all my ways, for there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you have known it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before. You've laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot obtain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even your hand shall lead me. And your right hand shall hold me if I say, surely the, dark, surely the darkness shall fall on me. Even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. Mm. But the night shines as day and the darkness as light are both alike to you. For you formed me. In my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Amen. God says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. We just got done reading that God knows you. God knows us. He knows our lying down, our rising up, our coming, our going. He knows every word on our tongue. He knows our thought pattern. And even if we make our bed in hell, the Bible says, where can we go from the Spirit of God? There is nowhere we can go from the Spirit of God. My brothers and sisters, let that 
anoint you. Let that strengthen you. Let that empower you. Let that motivate you to know that no matter where you are in life, no matter what you're experiencing, no matter what sin might make you stumble, no matter what area of struggle, no matter where you find yourself, there is nowhere you can go that would be hidden from the Spirit of God. That isn't to condemn you. That's to tell you there is more than hope. There is the power of God's Spirit. He can touch you like that. He can cause a miracle in your life like that. There is nowhere we can go that would be hidden from the Spirit of God. And if I'm not hidden from the Spirit of God, that means I can put my other foot in front of my other foot. I can take another step forward. That means that there's healing coming. That means that there's a turning point coming. That means that I can do all things through Christ. That means that God could still do something with my life. He could still cause greatness even out of my failure. That means if I can't hide from the Spirit of God, that means that His eyes are on me. That means if his eyes are on me, that he can see the enemies that are surrounding me. That means he can see the storm that I'm in. That means he can see everything that is going on in my life. And he's got my best interest. God, our Father, has your best interest. And no matter what it looks like, if you would just hang on, if you would just press in, if you would not cast away your faith, God can turn that situation or your life or that direction or that person around. God can do anything because why? We are not able to find anywhere that we can hide from the Spirit of God. Me and my beautiful wife, we, we backslide from our relationship from God. We, we begin to cast our pearls amongst the swine. We begin to, um, we begin to throw away the gifts of God and bury them and hide them um, and try to, again, intermingle with the world. We, 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 we had issues that we didn't want to deal with. And the best way not to deal with something is to hide it. <laughs> you know, little did, did I know I mean, I knew this already, but little did I forget that I couldn't hide anything from God. He says that, that he knows every word on my tongue, but yet I acted like God could not touch me in my situation, that it was okay to take a break from God, not be as passionate, not be, um, not be, uh, is energetic or or is deep with God as I used to be. And boy, did I buy into a lie. You know, I see even now, we see COVID. We see how it tried to impact the church. But really, really, when we say the church, we mean the body of Christ. We don't mean a building. Right. And what I realize now is, the same people that used COVID not to go to church are the same people out and about having a drink, right. hanging out, 
at the stores, shopping. Mm -hmm. And the old me, because I'm, 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 I'm like that, I'm big mouth enough and I feel like, you know, I even got something to back it up. I feel like the old me feels like, hey, I'll call you right out and say, stop using God as your God right. when, when you're serving other things. Exactly. Why can I say that? Because I did the same thing. Right. I, knew a, I, knew, I knew the great God of heaven and earth, but yet I, put, I, I choose to put him on the back burner. I stopped praying. I stopped giving, I stopped doing, I stopped loving. You stopped running the race. I stopped running the race. And when I stopped running the race and you stopped running the race, so many doors are open in our life. And even if we go to church, even if we're doing all the right things, if you're not doing what you know God wants you to do to the fullest... There's a door open, no matter what. And it's not about striving for perfection. It's about striving to be with the perfect one. Yeah. He is perfect. He makes our ways righteous. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that we can do to be perfect. We already are in him. But what I see nowadays is, is a generation that is going down the same path me and you went down, where it's a little of this here, it's a little of that there. God understands, you know, I need a break. I need to let my hair down. You know, I need to go out and I need to do this and I need to have a drink here and, you know, a beer is fine here. And, 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 that, and, and that, I'm not judging you. What I'm saying is it's leading not to God, it's leading to something else, straight up. So what we do is we, we, Create a lifestyle of being busy in other things so we don't have to be busy for God. We make excuses like I made excuses. I made excuses to step away from God. I couldn't act like I didn't have the time. I couldn't act like I didn't have the energy or resources. I was spending more money in a month on drugs and alcohol than probably some people make in a month. I, I, I'm telling you, my point is that the Bible says in Psalms 139, he's like, where's this guy going? Look it. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. God knows all along what we're doing. God knows all along what we're repositioning and readjusting so we don't have to be busy for him. Right. Where we're making it comfortable to stage ourselves, to set up sin. Right. And God says in, in his word that righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. God is so just that he has to deal and he has to have a penalty for sin. Listen, you guys might hear some noise in the background and me and my wife could have said, you know what, this guy's 
come at this time. We're not going to get on live. We're not going to record the podcast. But listen, we want to show you what we're trying to accomplish and what we want to encourage you to accomplish. I don't care what's going on in this world. I don't care what distractions are in this life. I don't care what's taking place around us. We have to become bold and we have to become resilient and we have to become steadfast. The Bible talks about a portion of scripture where Jesus had his face set as a flint, where even told Peter, get behind me, Peter. He rebuked him because his face was so focused on what it was that he needed to do. Listen, listen, right now, my brothers and sisters, in your life, there is no more of a time than now for you to be focused. I don't care who's tugging on you. I don't, hear, I don't care who's pulling on you. God wants to do something powerful in our lives right now. He's going to shift the atmosphere through you. He is going to heal people through you. By one word, it's going to get people to just cry and cleanse before the presence of God. I'm telling you, God is going to pour out, and he's still in the business of his five-fold ministry, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. I don't know if you knew that, but God is still in the business of his five-fold ministry, and I desire for God to use me in a five-fold ministry. I want you to know that right now, more than anything, is, to, is a time to be focused. It doesn't matter the noise going on. It doesn't matter, you know, with, with, with the kids. It doesn't matter with, with work. It, it doesn't matter the things that, that are going on in this life because that's never going to stop. The reality is, the reality is, the reality is that that's life. And what God needs is for us to be focused in Him without wavering. The Bible tells us that, that when we waver or when we do not believe God fully, we're like a wave. We're tossed to and fro. And I'm going to be real with you. I, I know that we, we're not worthy of what Jesus did on the cross for us. But God made Jesus sin who knew no sin so that me and you would be the righteousness of God in Christ. Even though we didn't deserve it, he allowed us to be set free from the penalty of sin. That's got to empower you. That's got to set you on fire. The fact that God has loved us this much that the work and that was done on the cross, the sacrifice that Christ came to do for all men, for the Bible says that God wishes that no man should perish, but that all would come to the knowledge of his son and have everlasting life. How easy it is to be a good person. But I, I don't want to say this harshly. I'm saying this with all with any love that I have in me, mm -hmm. good people are going to go to hell. It's true. We're not here to, to stroke people. We're not here to make people feel good. We're not on this earth to win a crowd. Right. We are here to have a relationship with God, our creator. 
If we don't have a relationship with God, our creator, we are separated from God. We are now an enemy of God and we are in our sin. If we're in sin, we're asking ourselves today, well, who is God? Part three, God is righteous and just and holy and he has to come through and deal with and punish sin. Now, me and you don't have to be punished for sin. But we, some people love, and we used to, and we loved our sins so much that we're like, ah, I'll trade. I won't accept Christ and this wonderful work of love that God did through his son because I want to stay in my sin. Well, brother or sister, or whoever is hearing this that comes from that place, just remember on judgment day, you had a chance. God doesn't send people to hell. We, we send ourselves. God is a righteous and just God. And what he wants is us for us to turn. The Bible tells us in, a, in, the, in the first commandment to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. Listen, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, you'll always hear me say these scriptures. That the wages of our sin is death. The payment for our sin is death. We want to know who God is. He's a righteous, just, and holy God. But God is also love. God is love. Because Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, And yet we were still sinners. God demonstrates his love for us. Mm. You, you know what's powerful there? Is that God demonstrated. You know, we always want somebody to be about it. We tell them, don't talk about it, be about it. We always want someone to prove something to us um, we know how fickle people could be. We know how people can say they love us one minute and backstab us the next. And I'm not getting off on a negative spin here. What I'm trying to say is God has done above and beyond. God demonstrates his love toward us. And yet we were still sinners. He sent Jesus Christ to die for us. Now, me and you don't know about dying for anybody. So it's really hard to relate to that. But that's what gets me to read my Bible. That's what gets me to pick up my cross. Because he got up on that cross. And he died on that cross. And he saved me. He delivered me. He looked even to the, to the one to the right. They're, and the one to the left. They were both thieves. Or a murderer and a thief. Who knows? They both committed crimes. And one said, eh, I don't believe in you. The other one said, take me with you where you go. Are you saying that today? Are you denying yourself today? Because listen, there is no uh, everything in a bag of chips in me and you. We come to an end. We have an end to us. We need God. We need our creator. 
and our creator demonstrated his love. So what are we what are we saying? Who is God? God is love. And yet we were sinners. He demonstrated his love toward us. It's time that we demonstrate our love toward him even more. Even more. Listen, when you know the one that loves you, it doesn't matter who hates you. When you know the one who loves you, it doesn't matter what storm you face. But I forgot, and my wife at, at a time, we forgot who loved us. And therefore, we lost love for ourselves, And everything was able to affect us and overcome us. Consumers. When you know who loves you, it doesn't matter who doesn't. God loves you so much. The only way to reach you and me was to send his son to die for us. Sometimes it brings you to tears. Sometimes it makes you emotional. And we're people, now hear me out on this, we're people who go through life that have been hurt so much, we don't got time to be emotional. We don't got time to feel pain. We don't got time to feel sympathy. We don't got time to feel compassion. I used to be just like that. But let me tell you something. The cross has to drive us daily. The cross has to be something we pick up and crucify ourselves with Christ daily. That is the only way we're going to be able to walk truly with God. So God is love. God is love. I'm going to I'm going to finish with this and and it's a powerful portion of scripture. It's 1 John Chapter 4, I hope I can find it. <laughs> I mess around. <laughs> oh, this is, this is, this is by far going to blow you away. First John chapter 4, verse 12. And let's read. It says, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love has been perfected in us. You say you love God. Well, do we love each other? We say that we love God all the time. But do we love each other? By this we know that we abide in him. And he in us. Because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. Verse 15. You ready for this one? Whoever confesses Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed that the love that God has for us, God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Tell me that's not powerful. 
God is love. My friends, I want you to open your heart. And I want you to be truly today overwhelmed with God's love for you. I know that there's struggles. I know that there's pain. I know that there's dark places. I know that there's doubts. I know you have disbeliefs about yourself. I know that that sometimes we look to and fro to things in life to fulfill us. But if you would open up your heart, God will heal you. And God will make his home in you. And God will work in you and through you. And God will fulfill you with purpose, his purpose. And there's nothing more satisfying than walking with God. We've been talking about who is God, and I believe in our next sessions, we're going to be talking about who is God in Jesus, who is God in Christ, and what has he established in Jesus Christ, and and what and who is Jesus? We're going to be getting into that. I think it's going to be powerful. I know it's, it'll change your life if you allow it. I know that I can't, but I know him through me can. So um, we pray that the reading of the scriptures, the passion that uh, we have uh, as we share the word of God, we, we, we really pray that it sets you on fire. We really pray that if there's not, if there's one thing that you say, man, I want that. I, I I like what they do, or I like who they are. Just know that it has nothing to do with us. But I want you to know that you can be even greater. I want you to know that you are powerful. I want you to know that that you're special, and I want you to know that God loves you. But God doesn't love you so that you can do whatever you want, and God doesn't love us so that we can just make our own schedule in life. And God, God has already done so much to win our heart. God demonstrates his love toward us, and yet we were sinners that he sent Jesus to die for us. And it's like, have you ever walked outside and you see one of your neighbors and you've been living in the same, on the same street for like five, 10 years? And you just do a wave, you know, you acknowledge them, you know that they're there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool that you guys are mutually cool with each other, but you don't know each other. A lot of times that's how we treat God. Mm-hmm. I know you're there. I know you're good. I know you love me, but I'm, I'm happy with where I've placed you. Listen, God is coming back for a people who are completely sold out. I am not the measure Jesus Christ is. Mm -hmm. But one thing I will try my best to do is completely deny myself. I have things that I like. I have things that I want. I have things that make me happy. But nothing makes me truly want to live more than Jesus Christ. I've had it all. I've done it all. I've lost almost just about everything. And I'm here to tell you 
that nothing can fulfill us like a right relationship with God. That's right. Only, only a relationship with God can cause your marriage, your relationships to grow, your finances to grow, your home, the spirit and the manner of which you do things to grow, you know, goodness and, and, and favor to follow you at your job place. But I think the reality is, is there's a generation that preach God and preach Jesus Christ by the benefits we get in him. That is not why Christ died. He died to save me and you from the penalty of sin. Now it's, it's up to you to believe that or not. But the reality is, is, is the Bible tells me that Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. No, nobody else in scripture said that. Jesus said, me and the father are one. Now the Bible tells us that Moses talked face to face with God, but he didn't say that Moses and him were one. It's a big difference. Me and you have the ability to be one with God. Read 1 John chapter 4, verses 15. It says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, then God abides in him, and he in God. I don't know what more that we want, but I'll tell you right now, the best thing that I ever did was let go of my life and place it in God's hands and start to do what God was requiring of me. I want you to know that God can turn your life around because if you've been leading it, I'll tell you, I, it can't be going anywhere and it's probably not going anywhere fast. Listen, we love you. Uh, we, we would like to pray for you. Um, I'm going to join hands with my wife and we're just going to extend uh, a prayer of blessing over your life. Father, your Abba Father, unconditionally you love us we thank you for your great love that and yet we were sinners you sent your son to die on that cross for us so today we make a big step toward you to pick up that cross to believe in the finished work of christ and to pick up that cross to deny ourselves, so that you would have your way and you would fulfill your will in our life. We ask that as we pick up that cross, we remind ourselves that we've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Form us, shape us, and mold us according to your way. Fashion us according to your will. For the clay cannot say to the potter, this is how I want to be made. But the potter designs the clay, shapes the clay, and fashions it in which it seems fit. Father, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, every person that has listened, tuned in, and every person that will after this, we ask that your anointing and that your presence comes upon them right now. 
We ask, Father, whatever struggle, whatever they're facing, whatever storm of life, whatever disappointment, wherever they are in life, we ask that you reveal yourself to them according to the knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ. You reveal your power and your spirit over their life right now. There's nothing that you cannot do. So, Father, we believe with our whole heart that you will anoint your people now for these end times, that you will bring us together in love and in unity and the bond of peace, Lord. That, Father, we would have actions that would demonstrate our love toward you, not just lip service, but that we would honor you and honor those that are in Christ. Father, we ask, Lord, that you make a way where there is no way. Strengthen us and keep us, Father, all together as you are together. In Jesus' mighty name. Listen, friends, we love you. God bless you until next time. You know how this goes. Your neighborhood preacher tells you stay up, stay prayed up because the devil is a liar. We love you. Send a DM, uh, anything that you might need help with, anything you're going through. Um, we just really, really are excited to be living for God. We really want to just bring that excitement to you, that passion to you. Um, thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. And listen, if we did one thing today, Let's just, if it's a big hug or it's a word, let's tell somebody in some way or shape or form that Jesus loves them. Yes. All right. Have a blessed day, guys. See you again.